Hello, and welcome to our podcast here at Discovery Point Church. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you and is the beginning of a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Hey, I just want to take this opportunity to uh, welcome you again. Uh, if you're watching this video uh, on our on our YouTube channel, YouTube platform, so we appreciate you you joining in. And again, our prayer is that. Uh, the messages that you hear uh, are encouraging or uh, in, in inspiring you uh, to walk further and deeper in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, uh, I just want to take this opportunity to tell you about what's happening here this weekend at Discovery Point Church, is that we have one of our uh, longtime ministry partners who is speaking uh, for us today. It's Pastor Ashok Adhikari. He and his wife, Romila, are here with us, and uh, so Ashok will be sharing this week's message uh, on this idea of, of keeping our, our, our heart passionate, uh, keeping the fire lit, if you will, in our relationship to God. So uh, Ashok and, and myself, we go back almost 25 years in our friendship, and uh, God's uh, grown us in our relationship with one another. And uh, Ashok has kind of led a lot of our work in Nepal. And so we've been working together for a long time. And they are in the States. And they're going to be sharing this weekend here at Discovery Point. So, so our prayer is, as you lean in and hear this message, that wherever you are in your journey, uh, maybe you're experiencing some, some of that apathetic, indifferent uh, spirit and attitude, which we do from time to time. Uh, let this message be a reminder that God wants us, our heart to be on fire. Uh, to be passionate for him and for others as well. So let me pray for you before Ashok speaks. Father, we thank you for the chance to be together. We just take a moment to take a breath and say, Lord, speak to us. Wherever we are, whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, Father, and there are some challenging circumstances that we can find ourselves in. But Father, even in the difficulty, we pray that, that you renew our passion, you fill us with your spirit, that we can walk worthy of this gospel, that we can walk with joy, with hope, uh, we can walk in faith, and that, Father, we can walk in passion. So, Father, speak to us, uh, reignite us, if you will, uh, in our relationship with you. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. Enjoy the message. Thank you very much for this great opportunity, and uh, we are very much grateful to God. Uh, for this great opportunity coming to you and uh, sharing from the Word of God. And um, me and my wife wants to uh, give a big thanks to all of the church members and the leaders, and especially Pastor Greg and Sharon, uh, for arranging all our trip over here and giving us very good uh, royal hospitality. Yeah, they are giving us royal hospitality. And uh, I have a very uh, great wife with me, and all the time she likes to travel with me, and I, lo I love to travel with her. She's great, because whenever she makes mistake, she forgives me without any hesitation and without any delay. Therefore, she's a great wife, and she's with me. Uh, so it is our great honor to be here, and thank God uh, we prayed to the Lord. Uh, you know, <clears throat> in the last three years, we have been in very, uh, you know, the painful situation because of COVID. And uh, we were thinking that whether we will meet again in this earth or not. 
because um, so many our friends, those qualified, gone. And only with disqualified we are here, and we are also being qualified day by day. And of course, one day we have to go uh, in the kingdom of God. So <clears throat> we are not sure whether we will meet here or not. But uh, praise the Lord, he survived us, and uh, we have been able to meet here today. Uh, so this evening, I want to share you from the scripture. Uh, I love this scripture very much, and I use this scripture as my lifeline. Whenever I face any trouble, any, any difficulties, whenever there will be any, um, you know, the crisis in my life, uh, any distress in my life, then I used to uh, read this scripture, and this scripture really fails the spirit of God in my life. Therefore, I'm going to uh, read from uh, Leviticus chapter 6, verse uh, 12 and 13. And from this scripture, I want to share you some of the things. And I know the U.S. time and Nepal time is, you know, the, uh, the congregation says, Pastor, please, you uh, continue praise for one and a half an hour or two hours. We are ready to hear you. But America is that country where we need to be limited, you know, because of your, you know, all, all your busyness, I know. And also, I'm very aware that and very clever that next time also I want to come here and I want to preach, you know, in your church. That's why I need to finish my sermon on time. Otherwise, I, I know that I never get the chance here. So I want to conclude. <laughs> I, to, grab, to, to grab that opportunity, I want to finish my sermon on time. So it is written here, uh, the fire on the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. Every morning the priest is to eat firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire and burn the fat of the fellowship offerings on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Praise the Lord. Uh, thank God for this uh, great, uh, great uh, scripture that he gave to us. And in this scripture, uh, we do see that God is actually uh, pointing our heart. God is pointing our heart as an altar. And uh, the fire as a spirit. So today, in our heart, God wants to see the spirit. Amen? And, uh, you know, this scripture um, is a lifeline. Already I, I share you that spiritual lifeline for me. Uh, I live in those countries, you know, and I work in those uh, places where there is no security and uh, there is a need everywhere. And whenever I go there, and, uh, you know, this is world, and so many things happen in our life. And, 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 and many times, uh, the spirit of darkness, uh, that tries to uh, actually to quench this fire in our heart. And... Uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm very much, uh, you know, the, uh, I mean, the, I know the flavor of the sense in my life. Because I born and grew up in a very remote area in the eastern part of Nepal. And in those days, in our village, there were no matches and no lighters. So all the family have to keep burning their, uh, you know, the uh, fire uh, in their oven. All the time fire had to be there. 
And suppose that if sometime if the fire is not there, then we have to go someone's house to borrow the fire. And the house, and the, in the village, the houses were in, scattered. And uh, in some of the village, villages, you know, the, to, uh, to, to, to find, uh, you know, the one house to another neighbor house, it would take about one hour, two hour walking. And many times in our house, you know, the, <coughs> there, were, uh, uh, there were no uh, uh, fire in our oven. And my mother had sent me to uh, our neighbor's house. And half an hour, one hour, we had to go for. And uh, uh, when there, uh, there was no fire on the oven, and uh, we had to lit uh, that kerosene candle to give the light in the house. Uh, there would have been no light, no food, no security, no joy, no happiness. Therefore, no fire means emptied life, you know. No fire means distressful life. No fire means miserable life. Therefore, we had to go far away to borrow uh, the fire from the neighbors. And uh, in my Christian life, too, you know, many times distress comes, and many times frustration comes, and sometimes I feel very empty, you know. There is no fire. And I choose the right person who has a fire, and I go to that person, or I invite that person, and I borrow that fire from his heart to my heart. Amen? So this is the one option God has given in our life. And the very dangerous thing is that uh, to go to borrow the fire who has no fire. Working one hour, no fire. Working two hours, no fire. We can't uh, uh, borrow the fire. And uh, as, we, uh, as we see in the Bible, uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, it is written here, But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. It is written here, Holy Spirit and fire. So today, Lord wants to baptize us with fire. He wants to keep burning fire in our heart. This is our Christian life indeed. And uh, as we see that, you know, uh, when, when my mother would send me uh, to borrow the fire that time, I had to be very humble. And I, as being a very humble, I had to go to my neighbors and I had to get the fire, you know, to our house. You know, I had to borrow the fire uh, from my neighbor's house. And that time, uh, actually, I had to be very humble. And I do see that this is the humility. Uh, humility uh, is the uh, life of Jesus. Without humility, we can't borrow the fire when we can't have the fire. And uh, as a Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4, it, uh, it says, Humility is the fear of the Lord. It wages, it is written here three things, riches, honor, and life. Amen? Riches, honor, and life. Humility is the fear of the Lord. It wages our riches and honor and life. 
So if we need this fire in us, we have to have a life of humility. If there is no humility, there is no fire. Because no one can say that I have no fire. Someone has to come with the fire. And the fire has to come itself to my home. You know, if they think in that, then they will be in the miserable life, in the Christian life. So God wants to keep burning fire in our heart. Uh, here it is mentioned here, riches, honor, and life. In my life, uh, you know, in, <clears throat> uh, when uh, me and my wife, uh, we married and we uh, just started, you know, uh, staying in one house in a, in a rented, you know, rooms. And the, owner, the, the house owner was later on I came to know that he was a huge constructor, very big businessman. And uh, we have been there, and uh, as a family, we have been there. They loved us, and we loved them. And uh, it was like a family. And uh, he would make the huge, big, big village, villages. And uh, in, every, uh, in making every villages, he would come to me, and he, he would just say to me and my wife, could you please, can you have one house? And all the time we said, we have no money. And all the time he would say that, you are too gentle, too good, and you are very godly people. You are very honest people. I know that one day, of course, you will give me money. But I want to give you one house to you. Because I never find, found such a gentle people in my life, he said. And uh, later on, uh, you know, he, he, he forcedly he gave one house to us. Forcedly. He gave one beautiful house to us. And at the end, when we had to do the registration pass, um, and that time, he made more than 55,000 US dollars less than its cost. However, he was very happy. And what he said is, such a person like you and such a family like you, I could offer this beautiful house. I'm very proud, brother. See, humility. What humility we had, that actually wages the richestness in our life, you know. This is the, this is the uh, you know, example, you know, living example in our life. <laughs> God is working in the heart of one Hindu man, and he gave a very huge blessing to us. And Pastor Greg and Sharon and Manny and uh, Heather and other more friends, you know my house. It is a very beautiful house. <laughs> we have got that as a gift. And... Uh, how the Lord gives us the honor. If we, keep, uh, if we let our fire keep burning, how the Lord gives us honor. In my life, you know, I spent almost 30 years in the um, uh, uh, evangelism and church planting. And just last uh, three years before, I, I, I was counting all the <clears throat> uh, systematic theology training, you know, uh, how many people has got, have got from us. And I found that 1,000 pastors and leaders they were graduated from me with the systematic theology training. And 30 years I work uh, in the kingdom of God in planting the churches. And a lot of things I face in my life. A lot of things. A lot of persecutions I face. Hardship I face. And uh, in all these situations, I preach the gospel. Very humbly I reach the people. I serve the love of God. And I give the care to the people spiritually. And now wherever I go, in the first stage, you know, they would throw the stone and they would scold me, you know, and uh, rebuke me. And uh, all those things they would do 
against APMI. But now wherever I go, all those opposition leaders, they are pastors, they are leaders. And uh, so many churches are there in the regions. And wherever I go, they will make a beautiful banquet there, you know. <laughs> beautiful banquet everywhere, you know. So this is the, another one example how the Lord gives us honor. And I had this, you know, the fire keep burning in my heart. I let this uh, fire keep burning in my heart. And I have got the riches and I have got the honor. And also he gives life. Uh, about this life, I want to tell you one story. From our last, our, our visit, three years before, when we were in, uh, uh, you know, we traveled in the U.S., that time one amazing thing had happened. I never told to anybody. Uh, in 2018, all of a sudden I have got one very bad news from U.S. That was from Colorado Spring. There, was, there is our one family friend, and the man, he's a builder, and a, quite a, you know, the prominent, successful businessman. And he, would, uh, <clears throat> he used to visit Nepal and uh, stay with us, and uh, he would love to go in the remote villages with me uh, in the gospel sharing and church planting. He would love to do that. And two, three times he traveled with me, and uh, he had tested all those, you know, the beautiful ministry over there, whereas many nights we would have no food. And uh, many nights, you know, we had to run from one village to another village because of the opposition's attack. And in many places, you know, we had to keep wa uh, walking the whole night because the villagers would not allow us to, you know, stay in their village. All those things. But he would love that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we had no communication from almost uh, eight months. And all of a sudden, from one of the family friend of him, I, I received one email. And it was written that, do you know that um, Steve, his name is Steve. Steve is very sick. He's in fourth stage of cancer. And his spinal has been damaged by the cancer. And uh, he, he has a uh, uh, neck holder all the time. Otherwise, his head drops down and never uh, that, that uh, reconstruct. And then... Uh, when that, you know, the uh, news we heard, we, we have been very much, uh, you know, the, it, it really hurt us. And I shared that to my church, and also we have a prayer tower. I shared that uh, prayer request to the prayer warriors there. And also in the family, we prayed, continue. And I tried to contact them. After getting that, uh, you know, the information, I tried to contact my friend, his wife, his brothers, his family members. But none of them replied me because they were completely detached. You know, family uh, were detached, you know, from all communication and, uh, and everything. And uh, after that, you know, we were keep, uh, praying for them. And one night about midnight, I was praying. And the Lord spoke in my heart and he said, Lazarus was in Tom. He had died four years. He had been there. I rose him up, and Steve will get healing. Go and proclaim this prophecy to him. That was the word God spoke in my heart. And see, we were in Nepal, and we had no way you know, to come to U.S. All the way along from Nepal to Colorado to proclaim that word. 
that prophecy God has given to me. And I began to pray to the Lord, Lord, how this way can be opened for us to go to U U.S.? And at the same time, when we were praying, uh, Greg and uh, Sharon, they sent us invitation and they said, well, probably you have to come to U.S. for the planning meeting and uh, <clears throat> this would be good if you make your time to visit U.S. And uh, now I found, uh, we saw that now the door has been opened. And then I, I, I tried to contact again and again to that family, but none of them replied me. And uh, me and my wife, we had just talked to, <clears throat> uh, uh, we had a talk that we will just go to Colorado. We'll spend somewhere one night in, the <clears throat> in, in a hotel, and we'll just go to the family, and we'll proclaim them. We'll pray them, and we'll take our, our way back to Kathmandu, Nepal. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, keep, we, I, I was keep writing, and uh, his brother once, he just gave a reply. They are not... Uh, they, are, they are very uh, sad situation. They are not um, in mood to be in touch with anybody, and uh, they are not opening their mail, so they are not welcoming any guest. I'm very sorry. Only that much, you know, in, in the mail that was written. But uh, I was, you know, the show, you know, the, I had a zeal, you know, to go back to, to go to them and to tell uh, the prophecy what the Lord had given me, you know, to tell them. And uh, after that, before we fly to U.S., two days before I got a small text from Steve, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, somehow he has opened the, his uh, text, and then he has found my text. Uh, uh, almost, you know, dozens of texts I had done to him, and one he got, and he said, oh, Asok, are you coming? You and Romila, are you planning to come to U.S.? It was very good. But see, my stage is I'm in the fourth stage of cancer, and doctor has given the time very soon I'm going to leave this um, earth. And my wife is crying all the time, and our situation is very hard. Anyway, if you want to come, just you can, you, you can come here, but we can't do any accommodation for you because our situation is very bad. He had mentioned that, and uh, you know, thank you very much for <clears throat> when we came here. My wife, she was asking me who will pay for our travel. And I said, well, God will pay for our travel. And when we came here and uh, we said, uh, you know, I spoke here in the church and, uh, you know, with your offering, you paid for our travel. So, so you, you became the part of this miracle. And, and uh, me and my wife, after our uh, visit here, we, went, we, we flew to <coughs> uh, Colorado. When we first met Steve and his wife, they were with a full of tears, and we hugged with each other. And uh, Steve was very shaking, very weak, you know, and uh, whole, uh, uh, that neck holder was all the time, you know, during the daytime, nighttime, he had to have with him. And he was in a very fragile situation. And uh, <clears throat> after that, we reached to the home, and they brought all the report, doctor's report, machine reports, and they began to show us that, hey, see, it is here, it is here, it is here, it is here. But I was not interested to see any of those reports, you know. I was very much interested to show them this report, <laughs> this report only. And uh, what I said is, okay, <clears throat> uh, we were praying for you, and uh, this is the prophecy God has given me that God will heal steep. This will be a miracle here in your family. And uh, 
I don't know how much they believe that, you know. And tomorrow morning, I invited all their family member, and also, you know, I share from the word, and I share how we were praying and how God spoke in my heart at the mid of, middle of the night, and God wants to heal Steve. <clears throat> and the family member also probably, you know, when I was sharing that, some of them, they were just watching, I mean, they're looking at their toys, some were watching their, you know, uh, their mobile, you know, they were not believing that, you know. As a, you know, as a normal, you know, it happens. And uh, after that, uh, I prayed for them, and I asked them, are you going to church? His wife said, no. We have been very much frustrated. We stopped going to church. Are you inviting any Christian people here? No. No. We are not inviting any Christian people here. Are you having some fellowship here? No. No. From last many weeks, no fellowship here. Because we are so offended. And we don't want to go back again in those course which we already crossed. She said that. And uh, what I found there is, you know, the fire was completely gone. Fire was completely gone. And then they had only, you know, the very, very measurable situation. They were there, and they were just playing with the ashes, you know. No hope at all. No life at all. No joy at all. No victory at all. Because we were praying for Steve. And see, in Nepal, thousands of miles far, God spoke with me. Because this fire was with me. But here, no, God didn't spoke there. And then what happened is, you know, uh, we, we spent one night with them, in praying and fellowship, you know, having fellowship. And I spent most of the time with Steve and my wife, with, with his wife. And uh, tomorrow they had organized one, <coughs> they had organized uh, that goodbye uh, 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 lunch to us in a beautiful restaurant. And from there, um, you know, we had a very beautiful, you know, fellowship there. And uh, in saying the goodbye, um, well, Steve said, Asok, probably this is the last day that we met in this world. So we'll see on heaven. And then as the response, I said, Steve, very soon I want to see you in Nepal. And uh, I let you, <coughs> my pulpit, and you will speak from there. And when I said that, his wife just turned her face to another side. It was very hard, you know, to believe. And then and, and we flew to Nepal. After one month, Steve's wife, she wrote me one text, Asok, miracle is happening here. We don't know how it is happening here. Miracle is happening here. Just we check the doctor to Steve, 50% cancer gone already. 50% gone. And after four weeks, again, she wrote me another text. Asok, doctors are very surprised because 80% cancer gone from Steve's body. And after that, after some weeks later, Steve wrote me one text and he says, Asok, I'm completely fine now. Miracle happened in my life. Thank you so much for your continued prayer. Miracle happened in our life. So I'm now 
ready to come to visit to Nepal. So already I booked my ticket. So I'm coming to Nepal, he said. And you know, before this pandemic, he visited to Nepal and he preached in our church there. And then, you know, as being a, with a tearful, you know, he gave his uh, testimony and witness how the Lord, he healed him. So, dear my friend, what I'm telling you is very much we depend on, on, on the report of the doctor, report of the machine, and report of the world, not the report of here. Amen? So whenever we depend on the report of fear, miracle happens there. Miracle happens. So as we see that in the you know, story of Lazarus, Lazarus was in the grave since last four days. And all were in the you know, lamentation and in the grief. You know, they were crying in the family. And uh, when Jesus reached there and then all they said, God, it is too late. It is done. He gone. He's in the grave. It is not possible at all now the Lazarus to come back to life. Because his body is already rotten. Bad smell is already there. They thought. And Jesus, he just took his step to the uh, grave, you know, tomb. And people, they went, and they thought that probably Jesus will go there and see the grave where uh, the Lazarus is, and he will come back. But as soon as he is there, he says, Lazarus, come out! Lazarus, come out. See the thought of the people and the work of Jesus. Thought of the people, mentality of the people, and the work of Jesus. And then what uh, we see here is, um, now, the Lazarus, uh, he hears the voice of Jesus from the deep, you know, his death bed. And then he comes out. Out of the grave he comes. He comes out of the grave. And there is one thing. With, he comes out with grave clothes. See, grave clothes. And uh, it is written there, hands and feet wrap around his feet as well. Now Jesus said to the people, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Amen? Today the Lord wants to take our grave clothes from us. Grape cloth. It is not letting us to see the fire in us, miracle in us, and uh, and and we are we are trusting and we are believing more and more things. You know the uh, other things of the world, but not the word of God and the promise of God, miracle of God. Therefore, we, me and my wife, we travel a lot for the ministry, and my wife says sometimes, "Where is money?" for our flight, for our accommodation. And I used to say that we are not doing our job. We are not doing our business. Uh, definitely where we reach, God will prepare a person with a five loaves of bread and two fish. And the Lord who multiply that, he will go with us. Amen? Amen. 
and then we are traveling and we are working for the Lord everywhere in the world because I believe in God. I don't believe in the situation of our finance. Because trust and belief means we need to believe in God. At the end, I just want to say you two minutes, one short story, and I will conclude my sermon. There is my one a, a disciple, his name is Sarki Tamang. One day he had gone to the West Nepal to attend the meeting, <coughs> conference, and uh, from the mountain. He had no money to come back from there. And what he said is, actually he's a Sima's father. So the child is, you know, the, we are supporting from a collective of. <coughs> and uh, West Nepal, and uh, when the, uh, you know, the, after three days, uh, the uh, uh, conference over, and all went to the bus stop, bus station to take the ticket, but he had no money, and he has been in, in one corner, and he began to cry to the Lord, Lord, I have no money, what to do? I can't go back home from here by walking. And the Lord calls him in the midst of the city, New Road, it calls in the Pokhara. It's a very big city in Kathmandu. There, Sarki, you come there. And then he doesn't know how to reach there, and another pastor, you know, is there, and he asks the help to reach there, and the pastor, he helps him to reach there. And uh, <clears throat> after they, they, they reached there, they saw the whole city and whole road there were covered with a bunch of thousands, thousands, thousands of Nepali money. Bunch of Nepali money, you know. And, and they have been wondered by seeing that all the vehicles were running over them, people were walking over them, but none of the people were picking money up. <laughs> they have been surprised. And uh, Sarki Tamang and his friend, they started picking the money from the ground. And Sarki Tamang, he picked up 8,000 rupees, his friend 7,000 rupees. As soon as there is that much money, again, another voice came in their heart. It is enough, too much. Don't be greedy. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. And then they said, oh, God, is, God, God, God spoke with us, so let's not be greedy. And they went to the conference and they give all the witness to the people. And Sarki Tamang says, I had no money. When you went to the bus station, in that corner I was crying to the Lord for the provision. And God's provision I have sent, it was amazing. So this is the provision God wants to fulfill in our life. That is why today the Lord wants to seek. And God's, God wants to see the fire keep burning in our heart. Amen. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, please you go near of God all the time. Don't let God go from your life. Whenever you face any trouble, any problem, go near to God. Whenever there was a <clears throat> problem in the life of Elijah, Elijah was the one prophet who asked the death from God. Lord, I need death from your hand. And that time, God called him up on the mountain. It means whenever there will be problem, we need to take a spiritual height with a prayer, with a devotion, with a Bible study, and we need to mold ourselves in that way. So may the Lord bless you all, and may the Lord be gracious to all, and may the Lord fulfill all your desire and all your need. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. 
We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.